What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Outside Perspective. I'm your host, Adam Meredith. If you are new to the show, welcome. I'm sitting down with interesting folks, having conversations, just trying to gain some perspective. So I appreciate you joining along for the ride. If you are not new, you've been here before, you know what the deal is. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Real quick, I do have to ask you guys, if you do get value out of this show, if you're enjoying yourself, if you are gaining some perspective, just do me a solid, tell a friend. Bring us one friend, help us grow the show. Can't do it without you. I'll be eternally grateful. So thank you guys for doing that. You can also leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That's a massive help. It helps the show become more discoverable. You can share on social media. Uh, subscribe. All the things, they help you. They help, they help, they help. So thank you for doing that. Real quick, want to send a big shout out and thank you to Strange Donuts. Listen, if you're in St. Louis, you have to check these guys out. Hands down, some of the best donuts in the city. It doesn't matter where I go when I'm traveling. I'm always looking for the good donuts. It's one of my guilty pleasures. I love it. I love finding the places that the locals go, and I love finding the the best donut in the city and let me tell you the locals here in st louis we're going to strange donuts they have four locations they're in creefcore maplewood kirkwood they're across the river in edwardsville illinois doesn't matter which one you go to all the donuts are fire everywhere they have a new they just dropped their february menu and let me tell you it looks delicious definitely going to be stopping in very soon to get some more donuts i gotta have them they're the best go check them out any one of the four locations, it doesn't matter. Tell them that we sent you. You will be happy that you did. Go check out Strange Donuts today. We're also brought to you by Imposed Will. You can go to imposedwill.com. Check us out. We have a full line of apparel. We have goods. We're also hosting all of the show apparel and goods. So anything outside perspective, if you want to support the show, you can go to imposedwill.com. Go to the outside perspective section and you can check out all of the gear there. One more time, imposedwill.com. That's I-M-P-O-S-E-D-W-I-L-L.com. All right, let's get to the guest. I'm sitting down with a longtime friend. I'm sitting down with Jason Powell. This was a great conversation. This one was a really long time coming. Man, Jason's one of my favorite humans. I've known him for so long. Um, we've known each other through ups and downs, and, and it's really awesome to see the place that he's in now. Uh, Jason is a, a brown belt in jiu-jitsu. He owns a gym called Honey Badger Training Facility. He's a professional fighter. He's a coach. He is a, a U.S. Army veteran. Uh, you know, he just started a new uh, jiu-jitsu promotion called Combat Submission Invitational. He's just doing a lot of really cool things and uh, I just, I'm just really glad we had the opportunity to, to get together and, and have a chat, man. So without any further rambling from me, let's gain some perspective with Jason Powell. But that helps you? Oh, dude. Like, uh... That was one of the my big problems when I used to live up here is my PTSD would get real fucking bad. Mm. And uh, I didn't ever talk about it, so I would just drink. Yeah. Drink all the fucking time. And uh, now I just fucking smoke or I do like edibles. Yeah. 
Edibles help no you sleep. No problem sleeping, brother. I love it. Yeah. I fucking I just play video games, fucking Fortnite and shit. Just keep it simple. Yeah, man. You like living? You're living in Rollo, right? Yeah. You like Rollo? Nah, it, I mean, so you know the reason I left um, the St. Louis area is because my mom got sick with cancer. Mm-hmm. So um, when she got sick, she had lung and stomach cancer. So I moved down um, to Fort Leonard, where my parents lived, to help out. Um, I took a, like a fucking $12 an hour pay cut to yeah. down there. Um, and I just kind of, after my mom died, uh, my dad and I had a falling out and then, uh, so I just kind of got stuck down there. I was broke. Mm. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, my wife and I ended up buying a house out in Rolla and opening a gym. So, well, here's the thing, dude, especially with how crazy shit has been. Like I've really grown to appreciate the Midwest in yeah. this area. Cost of living is cheap mm-hmm. and you can get quite a bit. Um, you got some space. Yep. So if shit goes a little sideways. Oh yeah. You know, oh, yeah. I got some buddies with some land. We all got you know our little little yeah. armories and shit. Exactly. So <laughs> and the cost of living is not crazy, so it's affordable. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I get it. Yeah. But But there's not a lot going on no. in that area. But no. dude, you got your gym going, dude. How fucking awesome is that, bro? It's crazy. So um, I was training at a gym, and I just had. On and off there when I moved down there. Mm-hmm. On and off, just there was a lot of drama. You know, people would tell me I roll too hard, and I'm like, We're, I'm not going hard. Like you should come up to St. Charles. <laughs> like we roll up there. Um, so it's just a lot of back and forth drama and a lot of shit going on behind the scenes. And then people would be like, Hey man, this you know so and so is saying this about you and saying that. So I was like, I mean, I'm I'm done. So I started just uh, teaching the combatives guys at lunch going into their their building during lunch and i was teaching them and mm. getting roles and stuff with some decent guys um some really good wrestlers and shit and uh so they were like man like you know we don't like this other spot you know we want to train some more and i'm like well fuck let's just we'll do it in my garage so called it the we called it the the gulag <laughs> so I'd ha- i do that have like 17 people in my garage man what's the gulag mean it's in, you played Warzone, right? No. When you die, you go to the Gulag. It's like a little prison area, oh. and you got to fight your way out of it. Didn't know that. Yeah, so um, we we train in the Gulag, dude. We do double eggs, and our feet would hit the the garage door and shit. <laughs> it's so tidy. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Um, so then, where well, I was like, well, "Fuck it, man!" I we put some money together, and during COVID, we opened a gym, and uh, dude, we've been we doing we went all the way you know through all that COVID crap, and then we had our own show and. Like, we're doing good, man. Like, I'm not making millions of dollars or anything, but, you know, the gym is sustaining itself. Dude, so. you're doing what you want to oh, do. I love it. Yeah, and we're, I mean, we're going to, like, Kansas City, Fuji and shit. And, and I know, man, it's Fuji, but, um, dude, we're, you know, taking second place as a team with five people. That's beating awesome. Out, beating out, you know, Gracie Armada and, and yeah. 10th Planet. And, you know, the only team that beat us in Kansas City was, was uh, Pedigo. Yeah. And they had like 15 people. So I was like, fuck yeah. Dude. Yeah, dude. That's some shit you should be proud of. Yeah. Well, I mean, we are, but, you know, it's it's not enough. It's yeah, not enough. Yeah. You know, like on, on the board at my gym, it says, I want all the gold. Mm-hmm. That That's our plan for this year. I want all the gold. Yeah. You're trying to build a legitimate competition yes. team. Yes. 100%. Yeah. 100%. My wife is competing, man. You know what I'm saying? She's been doing jujitsu with just me for just under two years. Okay. Yeah. So, like, we're building from the ground up, man. Yeah. yeah. I've got guys that have never been on a map before that are wrecking wrecking white belts man it's crazy well there are differences right as far as what kind of gym you can have mm-hmm. some gyms are really competition focused yes. some aren't and you yeah. just decided that you want to have a competition gym. yeah it, so like i was telling you earlier before we we uh we went live um when i first started jujitsu because i when i got into jujitsu mma 
I did it for the MMA. I wanted to fight. So I, the gym I started at I was Lebanon Fight Club, and the head instructor was Bart Geyer. And not a lot of people know Bart, but mm-hmm. Bart came up with the Militich guys. Okay. So he was Matt Hughes and Jens Pulver. He was their jujitsu coach. So he, this dude, man, he's like five foot seven, you know, one hundred and sixty five pounds, and the, he's like a machine. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get tired. He's he 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 left for like three months to do a, a school for nursing and just brewed his own beer and drank beer for three months and came back and still had an eight pack. And I'm like, this fucking guy, dude. <sighs> so Savage. that's that's where I learned. And and you know we you know, remember when I came to the gym, I sparred with you guys, and you guys were like, oh okay, because. Like, that's how we threw. We just, it was a fight every sparring session, like, because Bart was a militage guy. Yes, that old school militage, yep. so, fight as hard as you can yep, every day. Yep, yep. So, I, I you know, I'd never been in a gi, you know, it was all no gi, and we just went fucking hard, but I didn't know anything about worlds. I didn't know anything about Naga or none of that shit. Yeah. I knew nothing. Um, so when I came up here, you guys were doing Nagas and I, th- I thought that was like the biggest fucking thing in the world. I wanted a Naga belt so bad. Well, at the time it was, dude. Yeah. I mean, if you look at, I remember whenever I started doing jujitsu, same story, right? Yeah. Started doing jujitsu for MMA. Yeah. I knew you needed to do it. Yep. <laughs> I remember, I remember watching BJ Penn fight mm-hmm. and they always talked about how he got his, his black belt in like five years or yeah. something. It's three years. Was it three? Yep. Okay. Three years, three years right? Yep. Something crazy. And nobody does that. No. Nope. But it, so, but at that time, there weren't a ton of jujitsu practitioners, yep. so it was super highlighted all mm-hmm. the time. So, like, oh, I have to learn jujitsu. Yep. So that's what took me into doing jujitsu. But at that time, jujitsu was nowhere near what it is today. Oh man, it's, it's fucking awesome. Naga Naga was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> it, this is how like you and me both. Like you didn't get on a podium when you won, or you were in the top three. They brought that little banner out, and you stood there. And it was first place, second place, third place, and they just held a banner in front of you. Yeah, honestly, yeah. dude, I didn't really compete at a legitimate tournament until I was a purple belt. Golly, dude, I was. This is funny. So a lot of people don't know this about me. So I was doing blue belt and purple belt nagas as a three stripe white belt. Really? Yeah, and uh, they would. They, I remember one one uh, naga in particular. This is like one of my favorite stories of all time. I get on the mat in gi. And I'm in the purple belt division with a white belt on. And the ref looks at me and goes, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, this is purple belt division, bro. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah, I know. He's like, why the fuck are you in the purple belt division? I was like, I've won the blue belt three times. You won't let me do it anymore. He was like, oh. And I took second place. Yeah. And then I went a uh, no-gi and I went against, uh, and I was fucking pissed I took second. I wanted the belt so bad, you know. Um, and then in no-gi, I went against Ezra Lennon. And I didn't have a fucking clue who Ezra was. It wasn't a good, no clue. It wasn't a good match for you. So, so this is funny, right? So I get on the mat and Mike goes, oh. And I'm like, okay. Because you know Mike. I'm like, okay, whatever. So I get on the mat. We shake hands. We fist bump. I take a step back and bam. I'm like, he's on me with a heel hook. I didn't, I didn't know fucking lay locks. And then I was like, what the fuck? I got out of it. Okay. And then we went for like six minutes. And he ended up going neon belly and get me with a baseball bat choke. But okay. it was six minutes. Right, good match, six dude. fucking minutes. So, and it was only him and me in the bracket. Um, and he was like, I don't know, 15, 20 pounds heavier than me. Um, but to me, that didn't mean shit. What was he at the time? A purple belt? No, he's a fucking black belt. So, I didn't know any of this. He was a black belt yep. at that time. I had no clue. So, he, 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 like, we're standing there and they're waiting to bring the banner over. And I'm pissed off because I really wanted to fucking win that belt. And he's like trying to be nice to me and shit. And I don't know who the fuck this guy is. And I'm, I'm all mad. And he's like, bro, where'd you wrestle, man? You're like strong as fuck. And I'm like, I didn't wrestle anywhere, man. I'm a three-star white belt. And he's like, what the fuck? 
And that was it, right? Mm-hmm. So we stood up there. He got the belt. I got my silver. I was all fucking mad. Mike goes, man, he did really good. Like, a lot better than I thought. And I had no clue who it was. And then Alan pulls me aside, and I'm mad. And Alan's like, you know who that is? I'm like, no, I don't fucking know who that is, Alan. He's like, it's Ezra Lennon. Okay, cool. Who the fuck's Ezra Lennon? Yeah. He's like, he, he took third at Worlds this year at Black Belt. I'm like, oh. So I did okay? And he's like, yeah, you did really good. And then come to find out, before that, he was at ADCC against Dean Lister. Mm-hmm. It's, so this is like one of my favorite highlights to ever watch. He gave Dean Lister hell. Mm-hmm. Dean beat him, but he gave Dean hell, and I gave Ezra hell. And I was like, so you gave Dean hell. I was like, I was like, wait a minute, man. I might actually be kind of good at this jujitsu shit. Yeah. And then from that day on, I was like, leg locks, leg locks, leg locks. Yeah. Yeah. So you were a fan of Dean at that time? Yes, I was. I knew who Dean. I just thought he was fucking cool. Like he's yeah. just big, fucking headed dude. He's in the UFC at the time too. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really know anything about his ADC ADCC stuff. Yeah. I just knew he fought. And he, he was, was so far ahead of oh, everybody. Man. Yeah, I, I got to go to one of his seminars. My wife went with me. I signed up for that. Yeah, and I fucked up, and I went to the victory in Farmington. Oh. And I showed up late, and I'm like, man, fuck. And I'm already in Farmington. It's going to take me probably another 35 minutes. I would have got there about an hour late. There would yeah. about two hours left. I'm like, I don't really feel like doing Dude, this. Dude, it was, it was fucking really cool. Like, his stories were super cool. I man. bet it was. Yeah, I that, was really mad at myself. Oh, it was such a cool – it was a really cool – because he's like one of my fucking heroes, mm-hmm. you know. I got his pictures hanging up in my gym. Oh, really? Yeah. Um. So going to that, and especially with my wife, you know, it's fucking – it was badass, man. I was all, like, giggling and shit the of whole course. time. Yeah. It was, Dude. That's an experience. Yeah. Yeah, just like last weekend, I went to uh, the Boogie. Boogie and uh, Gio Martinez. Did you go to that? Brother. Dude. So. I need to get better. Brother, stylistically and and like teaching-wise, because I've been to Gordon Ryan seminar too. I've been to a bunch of seminars. They were the best seminar I've ever been to. Mm. Hands fucking down. Dude, they walked in. They were super cool with everyone, like shaking hands. Dude, I brought one of my students, and we're the only two guys there without a fucking 10th planet rest guard on. And uh, they were all super nice to us and respectful. And then they start talking about their philosophies and, you know, what got them into jujitsu. And my, my, uh, my uh, athletes like, man, it's like listening and talking to you. Like, you're talking. It was so cool, man. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. yeah when you do these things, you find that this is just maybe something that since I'm teaching more, mm-hmm. I think about it more, especially when I'm doing these privates. As much, like – there's as much value in sharing information about techniques and yes. positions as there is in just sharing your thoughts and philosophies mm-hmm. on the sport and like reasons for like why you do things or yeah, you can do just as much talking that, that is kind of outside of just the, the how to of jujitsu mm-hmm. to provide so much value. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it, that whole, uh, what is it? Adage, I guess, uh, if you have knowledge, you don't share. It's wasted. Yeah. yeah I, I'm a big believer in that. Like, yeah. I share all kinds of shit. Like, and the experiences, too. Like this. You know, I tell my students this kind of shit. I'm like, oh, man, I got to do this. And I got to talk to this guy, and I learned it from him. Yeah. And and, and one of the cool things, and my students, they love this shit because I'll teach them a move, and I'm like, this ain't mine. I learned this from so-and-so. Or, like, I tell them, hey, I learned this from, from uh, Matt Rice, Rice House and shit, you know, all yeah. the time. I'm always like, I, I never, like, oh, this is my shit, man. But at the end of the day, we all have to learn it from somebody. Yeah. And nothing's yeah. really original. No, you can not, I guess. I mean, some people are, they change shit for sure. Yes. And they do some very unique and original shit to a degree. 
It, but it's like at the end of the day, is it somebody probably did it somewhere? Yeah. So I've got two moves I got to show you, man. Yeah. That are mine, and we've scoured the internet looking for them. Right. And they're mine. Yeah. No one else. Is doing but it. what I'm saying, okay, maybe right now this is yours. Yeah. But who's to say that somebody else won't think of it independently? True. True. Later on. Or maybe has already and just hasn't put it on the internet. Or maybe they did it prior. On accident. Like even. like predate the internet. And yeah. there's just no record of it. Okay. And, and, I'm that. and so that doesn't take away what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And for, let's say it's yours. But I'm just saying that like that is a possibility. Yes. Oh, it's always. A so that's what. So that's what I. So that's why. So I. I keep that in mind whenever I say like nothing's original. Like, there's probably somebody who's already done it. But, I mean, I think a great case in point is, I mean, Eddie Bravo completely revolutionized. Fuck yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, it's like, sure, maybe somebody will get there, but maybe I just got there first. I think a lot of things that are new nowadays in jiu-jitsu, especially because jiu-jitsu is popular, it's not so much the moves, but the little intricacies to the moves. Right. Yeah, how to make things tighter or make it easier to get to that position with just little bitty adjustments. Right. It's yeah. like your own self-expression. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the beautiful things about jujitsu, is, And I tell, like, I tell everyone, I'm like, because they're all like, oh, man, you know so much. You're always five moves ahead of us. I'm like, in the grand scheme of things, I don't know shit about jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Like, jujitsu's way out here, and I know about that much. Right. Yeah. I'm never really as far ahead as people think you are anyway. No. I know I'm not. <laughs> like, I know. There's certain moves that I'm like, I don't fucking know how to do that. Or I'm like, it, yeah, it's complicated. Like, right. So, because we keep things real basic at the gym. Like, yeah. Real basic. Because everyone's like, oh man, I want to get into it. You know, I saw this move on the internet and 10th Planet. And I'm like, oh, I like some of their stuff, but a lot of it takes like 15 moves to get to. And that's a lot of stops mm-hmm. if somebody can slow you down or stop you. I, I want stuff that works right away. Yeah. Right away. So, are you, do you guys tend to focus more? No gi? No, we do both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got two no I know gi you do classes both. a week and two gi classes. Okay. Yeah. Which is your, which is your preference? Oh though? man, I'm a no gi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's yeah. kind of where like you're yeah. you're like yeah. Oh, I love it. Cause are you gearing more towards no gi competition? Yes. Um. So my big thing, especially at, at you know, well, you're a black belt now, but so at the higher ranks, a lot of guys, and I've I've noticed in competition and watching it, is they stall really bad in the gi. They grab a hold, they get their points, and they just stall. Mm-hmm. And and it's really about making the guy that you're holding struggle so much to get out of that position that they do something wrong. Which mm-hmm. I get it, but I, I'm not. You know, I'm not flying all the way to fucking Vegas to be held down like, like yeah no i want to go let's try to finish each other like right i'm not i'm not trying to play that snuggle game like i want to try to beat each other that's what we're here for you know if we want to be world champion let's try to submit each other let's not hang on to each other for seven eight minutes and then you know you're up by two points or an advantage it pisses me off man it makes me so mad i hate it people play the game yeah and i get it it's part of the game i and that's you know that's not, I'm not trying to play that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that whole Hicks and Gracie, like, you know, hey, they don't work in the street, you get kicked in the head. Like, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot, there's so many different ways to approach it. But if you're looking at, like, competition, it definitely makes sense to to focus, yeah. right? You can you can do gi and no gi yeah. um, relatively well and compete in both. Yeah. But if you're really trying to, like, like, all right, I want to be, like, the best in this space. Mm-hmm. You got to focus yeah. on one or the other. Yeah. 
And and I have athletes as that a do whole. that. I have some that want to do majority key and some that want to do majority no key. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But if for the most part, most of my guys are they lean towards the no key. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, we do. Excuse me. We do so much wrestling. You know. Um, because I, that's another thing. I'm like, if I can't take you down, my jujitsu is fucking mm-hmm. worthless. Well, we were talking. You know, jujitsu is a, a much different place mm-hmm. today. If jujitsu were in the place that it is now, like when we were competing in yeah. MMA, I probably just would have did jujitsu. Fuck yeah! Right, but it wasn't there. Yeah, it's less less damage. Yeah, and hindsight being 2020, I mean, y- you can never really know what's going to mm-hmm. become of anything. Should have just. I mean, you'd have to really predict it. I mean, you'd have to be like Andrew Wiltsey who truly loved jujitsu, yeah. And he tried MMA a couple of times. He was like, oh, this isn't for I, yeah, me. Yeah, I remember. But to your, I think to an earlier statement, you said, I wasn't even aware of Worlds. Like, no. that wasn't even a thing. Um, all I knew about was Naga. I didn't know that there was Worlds and all this shit, and this was a whole... I didn't realize how big the community and the culture yeah. was and all of that shit. And some of that was maybe just my fault for not looking into it deep enough. Because it was just a thing to help me with this other thing. Because yeah. all I could focus on was MMA. Yeah. Like, that was the goal. I was yep. like, man, that's where the money is. For me, I, I was really ch- I was chasing money. Like I wanted to be the man, and I wanted to be a champion. But I also saw an opportunity to like provide for my life mm-hmm. in a way that I, that wasn't like normal. So I was like, yeah, I want the big money yep. so that way I can live a life. You know what I'm saying? No, I get it. You know what I mean? Pay yeah. bills and all that shit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So part of it for me was the money. I was like, damn, I want that big money fight because it's like, because well, it's like, man, you, let's get. Say you get a massive bonus. It's like, cool. Now I don't have to worry about money. Now I can just focus even more on this. Yep. And like now you can. It's like solving a, a a need. So then now you can better focus. That's how. <laughs> I, that's how I kind of approach it. But like. Looking back on it, and even still today, man, there ain't no fucking money in MMA. Zero. Nothing. Because everyone's like, oh, man, this fucking guy got a $50,000 bonus, and he made 12 and 12. I'm like, yeah, but he's got to pay his manager. He's got to pay his coach. He's got to pay his striking coach. He's got to pay taxes. He's got to pay taxes. He's got to pay, you know, for all the food that he had, all the, all the, uh, Training partners, he's got to pay them something. They're not all going to do it for free, right? You know, he's got a masseuse. He's, right. I'm like by the time he's done, he got like three hundred bucks left. Right. So maybe. So I think, and that's probably what led me astray. I was, I was chasing a little bit of the clout, mm-hmm. the success, the lights, but then also the big paycheck. Maybe if I would have just went into the passion, which for me is jujitsu, because after I stopped fighting, I just went into jujitsu. Just maybe just did that, then things might be different. Because there's a lot of opportunity mm-hmm. in jujitsu now. Now, yeah, but even still, like even Gordon Ryan, he's you know arguably the best grappler in the world. No, he, he's not making shit. Not not off his matches. He's making all his money off his DVDs, instructionals. His, yeah, that's his, where uh, the money is. His, instructionals. Uh, um, his seminars. Yeah, 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 dude. Yeah. You make a lot of money off the of seminars, but you make more off instructional oh, yeah. because you just do that once and then it just sells, yep. sells, sells, sells. Yeah, sells. and then you just collect the check. Yes, yep. yes. But to do that, you got to be like, you got to be good, top level, and you got to. Or, keep, but, or you got to be, you got to be uh, marketable, just like an MMA. You got to be marketable. There are people like that fucking dude's cool, man. Right, which is why even if you didn't make a lot of money, maybe you went all in on jujitsu mm. and then you did win worlds at like every belt yeah. or you did win a couple black belt you know worlds now you have a marketing tool and then you have this opportunity with this other tool called social media yep. and you put them together and then now you have guys like like Tom DeBlas who obviously is an exceptional grappler did a, you know ADCCs and yep. all that shit 
and you know has won and is super successful. But if it weren't for social media, would he have the same opportunity at no. this scale? No, he no. wouldn't. So none of us could have really predicted social nope. media, you know. But now hindsight being twenty twenty. Now with social media, basically whatever your passion is, as long as you go all in on that, yeah, it's crazy. You know, what, what you can, it creates an opportunity. That guy making millions of dollars, you know, making fucking videos. Yeah, they were killing. Like, I wish I could YouTube come up right? with shit. Yeah. So, yeah, man, but it's awesome to see where jujitsu is now, right? So, I mean, you're doing the combat jujitsu, which is brand new on the scene, really. Yeah. So, um, I came up with this idea because again, I don't like the stalling; it pisses me off. Yeah. That and uh, a couple other things that I, I just can't stand. Sorry, I'm, I'm hitting the table. No, no, you're fine. I um, just want to make sure this mic is catching your voice. My bad. I keep moving away from my face. Um, so, uh, and it's like, I don't know, maybe it's just the way that I think about things. But, like, uh, it pisses me off in most competitions. I can't double leg slam you, but you can judo flip me on top of my head. That yes. pisses me off. They will so do that. So that is just, that's even more dangerous than me double-legging you. At least double-legging you, slamming you, I'm still moving you in a position where you're on your back. If you judo flip me on my head and you land on top of me. I've seen this do where, I, I don't know what the thing is, but they'll, they'll basically like kind of step in and drop them. Yes. And they'll wrap you up in your geese so you can't get away. And they're basically throwing you on your yep, fucking head. And then head. they land on top of you. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like it's kind of like spiking you. Yep, exactly, and that's perfectly okay. That's very dangerous, But I can't too. double leg slam you. So yeah. I can't count how many times I've picked somebody up in Naga or, or Fuji, and I've had to set them down softly mm-hmm. so I don't get DQ'd, and then they've got a hold of my neck, and I'm having to scramble out, where if I could have just slammed him, things would have been different. Right. Or right now, this, this one really pisses me off. IBJJF finally said, hey, Nogi, brown and black, you can do heel hooks. But only if you're 20 years old. For adults. If you're 30 or older, you can't do a heel hook. Yeah. I'm like, why? Like, newsflash, bro. All these 20-year-olds are going to be 30. Yeah. They don't just stop aging. But, yeah, it, but it's, can... it's a money grab because all the all the high-level grapplers that heel hook right now, Craig Jones, fucking Gordon Ryan, all the, you know, all the dinner desk squad and the B team, they're on their 20s. Mm-hmm. And they're not doing worlds because they can't do the shit that they want to do. Well, yeah, I think the um, if you look at the Masters community, I don't think a lot of I think the majority of those guys don't want tap the fuck out to do it's heel still, hooks. So why why at twenty years old is it okay to do it, but you can't do it at thirty and forty? It's still jujitsu. You're still the same belt. You can still compete in Masters, or you can compete in adult. Yeah, you and do can, it. but still, that's if we're gonna if we're gonna be like, hey, we can do this, then yeah. all of us should be able to do it, right? It it makes no sense, and it it's it's just another thing. I'm like, why? Yeah, that's bullshit. Now I can't slam you in your head or heel hook you. Yeah, why? So when you talk about you want to slam people, now is it like you pick them up and you kind of carry them for a second, and then you choose when to slam them, no, or I, just, I double leg? Is it like just taking the take mo- the legs to the side? Yeah, and go just straight like down. yeah, like it's like a hard shot, and yep. you're just you're not slowing your momentum down, right? Not slowing down. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, that's just fair. a double leg take. Yeah. I'm not like picking you up and then power bombing you. Because that's the problem. Guys will do that too, right? They'll oh, pick yeah. you up and then and then you're like helpless. Like, dude, I'm clearly helpless. That up makes here. sense to me. Though. That's re- like, why are you gonna fucking slam me and drive yeah. all your well, weight into my ribs? That makes sense to me. I get that. Yeah. But it just this normal double leg. There's no reason I can't do that. Yeah. You got high school kids doing that for God's sakes. Why can't right. we do that? Yeah. And if and if it's something you're not good at, or you're afraid it's gonna happen. Take your ass to your gym and be like, Coach, I need to learn this shit. Yeah. Or hey. Maybe your break fall sucks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or, hey, maybe maybe learn how to sprawl. Yeah. You know, so we're taking elements out of jujitsu that should should still be there because if somebody 
was like, nah, I don't want to do that. But what if a guy doesn't want to get slammed? Okay, you got options. One, learn how to sprawl. Learn how to do takedowns to where you're doing the takedown first, right? Or don't compete. Or, as a business guy who owns a jet or a tournament, you don't allow people to do it. And then, whether you like it or not, either you, maybe you don't compete with them. Yeah. True. So, you want to. So, 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 which is why you're creating the this option. This is why I created my own. This is why you created the so, option. In, in com, Combat Submission Invitational. And it's so I, I created this for a couple reasons. One, because I don't agree with all the rules. Right. Like, you're like, it, why not be able why to do this? Not? Okay. So, there's one. Two, I really wanted to give back to the athletes. Like, I've been on a lot of different shows. Jiu-Jitsu, MMA, Muay Thai, a lot of different places where, where they really don't give two shits about the athlete. They just want you to pay your dues, show up, do your thing, and then they're like, deuces. They don't, you know, man, I've, I've been to some MMA fights where they, like, hey, you need to sell tickets and you need to promote yourself. Bro, that's not my job. My job is to train, make weight, and fight. Like, the rest of it should be your job. That's You want to make the money off of me and my performance. You need to do that shit. Mm-hmm. So, I just got really tired of seeing a lot of promoters take advantage of these athletes who do all the fucking work. Mm-hmm. So like it, and when we do a show, like our first, we just, we did one show and we're getting ready to do another one March 12th. So our first show, I had every athlete sign individual posters, just like the UFC does. So every athlete got a poster, every athlete got a, a, a beer mug with the logo and the date engraved into the mug, man, every one of them. Cool. So, you know, they they all got their walkout music. I did a fight of the night trophy, you know, all this shit to, to make it about the athletes because it's their show. Like they're the ones that put in the work. Let's showcase what they are doing. Mm-hmm. Plus, and the the other reason, well, two more reasons. One, how many jujitsu shows are there? Just jujitsu shows. Jujitsu shows? Yes. Um, I know fight to win. There's. Yeah, but that's a big one. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the other big one would be uh, – uh, I mean, there's who's number one. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some like some smaller ones. I don't know if they put on like pro – I mean, obviously, Fuji's doing their, yeah. their pro card right now. Um, Emerald City is a circuit. Um, they do more like tournaments, though. Yeah. So there's not a lot. Um, yeah, there's not. There's not a lot. Yeah. So I wanted to – like especially here in, in the Midwest. Yeah. So I wanted to do something else for the jiu-jitsu athletes. I don't think there's anything from a combat standpoint Nothing. other than maybe EBI. Andy Bravo. Yeah, yep, Andy EBI Bravo. is the only one. So, um, and so now not only – so we do no-gi, just no-gi jiu-jitsu, but all slams are legal, all submissions are legal. Mm-hmm. No points, no uh, advantages, um, no judges. It's eight-minute time limit. You got eight minutes to submit your opponent. What happens? No so if you don't submit your appointment or opponent, you get up to three one-minute overtimes apiece. Positionals. So, yep. Like EBI. Yep. So yeah, EBI. So but I added one. So you've got the back take, the spider web, and fifty-fifty. And the spider web is where just for the people who don't know, like you're in person, the person's on their back. Mm-hmm. You have like an arm bar. Yes. And you're sitting off to the side there. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then fifty-fifty position. Fifty-fifty. Mm-hmm. But fifty-fifty is is a give and take. Because you could submit me just as quickly as I can at 50-50. So it's a big risk. It's a big risk. Yeah. So we do those. And then we also do combat jiu-jitsu where there's slaps to the face and palm strikes to the body once the the individuals get to the ground. So, yeah, so it's all combat jiu-jitsu. No. So we have just no gi, 
where it's just no gi jiu-jitsu, all submissions legal, all slams legal. Okay. Same thing, no points, none of that. And then we have combat jiu-jitsu. Separate. Which is the same thing, mm-hmm. but with the slaps to the face. Open palm slaps. Yes. Oh, I thought everything you were no, doing was going to no, be. No, because not everybody wants to do it. Right. right? So, and, if I, and right now. But you're offering it. Yes, offering both. Yes. Yep. And then, so I'm doing the next show on March 12th. We're doing a one-night eight-man bracket tournament yeah. during the show. So the winner, you have to win three matches, you get a belt. Mm. But that's a real sweet belt. Nice. Yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. That's sweet, dude. Yeah. yeah, we're just trying to make it bigger. And last time we did it in a, like, it was a little convention center. Mm-hmm. And we sold out. Like, I was worried. Uh, but we sold out. We had to put more seats in. Um, they, had, No, LFA was in town. Yeah, LFA. Yeah, LFA yeah. was. They LFA. were they were in St. Louis, so that killed a lot of people coming down and athletes. And then Rolla had an away football game and an away uh, softball game. So I was like, "Fuck, man." It's lots to think about. Yeah. So I was like, "The horrible night to do this." Like mm-hmm. I didn't realize the the school shit, but man, we had people at the show getting phone calls from people at the football game because they were hearing about the show. Oh, cool. And I was like, wow. When is, so the next one is also going to be in Rolla? Yes, at the uh, – well, I can't, can't say where it's at yet. You can't say where it's going to be It's going to be bigger yet? than the last one, though. Okay. Yeah. You yeah. said you got to finish some deals before you can Yeah, we just got to sign the contract, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Some, dude, I mean, March, right? March 12th. That's right yeah. around the corner, yep. dude. I mean, that's yep. four weeks. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So my biggest problem, to be honest, is athletes. It's the biggest problem. Yeah. I'll, I'll match people up, or I have somebody help matching up, because mm-hmm. I don't match my guys, because I don't want to hear the bullshit. So I have another another guy helping me out. And uh, so we're getting people matched up, and then I'll be like, oh, yeah, I got your match. It's this person. And they're like, no, oh, I, I don't really want that guy. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't want that guy? You guys are the same fucking belt. It's the problem. Yeah. Well, you know, you got anybody else? Like, what about this guy? And I'm like, that's a fucking blue belt. You're a, you're a brown belt. What are you talking about? <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah, we're just competing here. Yeah, I'm like, come on, man. It, it's it's bad. Like a lot of people just don't want to lose. Right. And I get it, but you're not testing yourself if you're going in there against. Dude, I put one of my white belts against against a, a four stripe blue belt. Combat jujitsu. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, let's do it. I mean, shit is the only everybody knows what's going on. Yeah. Yep. Like no one's, it's, as long as no one's like surprised. It's like, yeah, dude, you know yeah. what you're getting into. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's do it. So like everybody knows the rules, and I did a rules meeting. I'm like, hey, this is your last chance to, you know, you can leave now if you want. But yeah. Yeah. Dang. Did you do a combat match? I was going to, and I ended up. I, I got staff. Oh shit. Yeah. Dude, staff is fucking dangerous. suck, man. I was so mad, dude. Staff is dangerous. And my dude. opponent got mad because they had staff. He, he, I was like, bro, what do you, That's like, silly. what do you want me to do, man? Yeah. Like, That's silly. First of all, it's it's I can't. I can't legally yeah. fucking go in a match against you. I got staff. Well, yeah. Do you want to get sick? Dude, what he told me was, I got insurance. It ain't about that, bro. Like, we can fucking roll any other time. Dude, like, it's just jujitsu, bro. Yeah. Whoa. Don't get me started, man. I don't want to talk ill about people. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that offline. Yeah. yeah. So are you thinking about, dude, you thinking about bringing it up up here to St. Louis? We're going to eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I also want to do an, an all-female show. Okay. Yeah, so... That'd be interesting. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool. Dude, girls are savage. Bro, Some of my favorite we, grapplers. We watch. had uh, Dakota. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I always fuck up her last name. Anyway, Arnold. Arnold BJJ's Dakota. What is, oh, Zimmerman. Zimmerman, that's it. So she came up and she went against uh, Stormy. Hell, I can't remember her last name either. But anyway, they had a fucking great match, man. Uh, yeah, it's a great match. Um, and then we had a teenage kid against a, a teenage girl. 
And they had fight of the night, man. They, their video, somebody put on TikTok, they had 10 million views. Mm, shit. I was like, holy shit. Dude, Nogi Grappling is exciting. It is. It's, and that's the other thing. It's so exciting. Like, and nobody's worried about the points. So they're constantly trying to finish each other. Right. Which makes it even more exciting. And then the best part about this is it's on a 20 by 20 mat. And then there's chairs. Yeah. So the audience is right there. Yeah. They can hear everything. They can see everything. And then we have it up on a, a video up on the wall. Mm-hmm. So if it gets to a point where they're you're too far back or whatever, it's a bad angle, you can look up and see it on the, on the video as well. Right. So it's it, everybody was like, this is fucking cool, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah, so we, it, it was fun, man. I really was, like watching jiu-jitsu. I do too. Especially when it's like that where you're you're trying to finish each other. Yeah. So, the challenge is trying to get other people to want to get into it. Yes. Yeah, because yeah. a, a lot of people play the point game and they play the stall. And then some people don't want to get smacked in the face. Yeah. You know, but in, and I, I, I tell the coaches, I'm like, hey, if you got guys that want to do MMA, this is a perfect stepping stone from training to competition because they can go into this and get, get hit, but it's not catastrophic. You're not taking a knee or a shin to the face. You're right. Not, you're not getting punched. So they'll know after this whether they really want to fight or not. Well, also, even just from a self-defense like defense standpoint, yes. that's really good feedback yep. to know if you have good – because idealistically, we're trying to prevent somebody from being able to hit us. Yes. We're trying to control posture. We're trying to control limbs. We're trying to you know make sure that we don't take damage. The punch block series, yep. Exactly. 100%. So that's good feedback mm-hmm. if you really want to take it there. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a good stepping stone. So I, I'm hoping it it continues to take off. So we'll see. Um, we got something planned for the main event as well. So yeah. Yeah. It'd be a nice little trophy for the main event. Dude, just keep grinding it out. Really dude. Yeah. It's yeah. Brian Hickenbotham helped us out, man. He did a lot of the, um, the graphics for it. That dude's a wizard, man. Yeah. Graphics. I wouldn't even tell him nothing. He'll be like, hey, what do you think of this? I'm like, holy shit, bro. Yeah. He's like, yeah, it took me like four minutes. I'm like, this would take me four weeks. Brian's a good guy. Nah, he's great, man. Brian's a good dude. Good dude. He's super, like, what's the word? Um, he helps people out. doesn't ask for anything in return. Selfless? Selfless, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah great dude, man. Love that guy. Yeah. So he's doing all your graphics for you yeah, right he, now? Mm-hmm. Well, nice. yeah. He's awesome. He did our tickets and all that shit. Man. Oh, that's cool. Killed it. That's cool. And then he came and announced, too. Yeah. He was the announcer for the show. What's it feel like being on the promotion side of things? I hate it. I hate it, man. I just, like I said, it's getting athletes to to, to commit. Yeah. Yeah, it's horrible. In the beginning, you were you were in this space because you just enjoyed it and it was passion, and now everything is business. Yeah. See, and that, my wife always tells me I'm a horrible business businessman i am i'm I'm fucking horrible because you know me man i I speak my mind no matter what you ask me a question i'm gonna tell you the truth mm-hmm. people people sometimes don't want the answer that you know that you're gonna give them because mm-hmm. i i mean you ask me a question we can't make everybody happy nope but now you're a gym owner and then you're running a promotion yep. now and you got some fighters yep. Yep. it's definitely not about you anymore no it's not it's about our team and and you know like all our guys can i'll have an open mat sometimes and no, it's raining or some shit. Now I have like half the team and I get mad. I'm like, what are y'all doing, man? Like, where the fuck are you at? Yeah. We're a team. Like, this is our house. Yeah. Like, if you're not here, it, what you don't understand is if you don't show up to practice, you're not helping your teammate. Yeah. It's not just you sitting at home. Like, your teammate needs the feedback. They got shit coming up. Yeah. Like, we got to help each other. You got to be in here. And then and then you're going to complain to me if you don't show for a week. And then your, your, your teammates whooping your ass 
the next week. And you're like, Coach, I don't understand. Well, it's because you're not here. Right. Everything that we worked on this week, you weren't here for. So they know shit that you don't know now. Yeah. Or they've tightened up something, you know, did the little adjustment, made it better than it was two weeks ago, and now you're behind. And then, and then you know, and you know this, it, you skip a day, it turns into a week, turns into a month. And it, it's not on purpose. Shit just happens. You know, like last week, we had the snowstorm. I couldn't open the gym for one day. And then, you know, hey, you didn't come the day before, so now it's two days. And then we compete this weekend, so now you got your four days no training. Mm-hmm. Like, you should have just fucking came. Happens quick. Yeah. You know, time waits for no man. Not at all. Yep. Dude, and there's a different mindset whenever you're – I mean, because you're building a competition team. Yep. I mean, there's a different mindset and level of commitment mm-hmm. when you're talking about doing it competitively. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, all my guys are big fans of the Daisy Fresh crew. You know, they yeah. love it. They love it. They watch all their videos. And it's great. You know, I love what, what's going on for Heath and those guys. Man, they've busted their ass. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> they'll come in talking about their shit. And they're like, oh, man, I w- you know, I wish we was at tournaments yelling and screaming. I'm like, oh, fucking come train. That's it. You've got to train. They they just train. They're, they they savagely train. They believe in each other. Exactly. They support each other. Yep. If you want that, then do that. Exactly. Come to practice. Here's one of the big things that they do, which I really appreciate, is even the if you're injured, I'll, there'll be guys who will just come and just sit there. Exactly. And just be there. Yep. I tell my guys the same thing. You don't have to be on the mat. Just because you're hurt or sick, bring your ass in, sit on the bench, and watch and learn. Mm-hmm. Give feedback to your 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 training partner when he comes off the mat. Be like, "Hey, man, you weren't tucking your elbow here. Or, you know, you, you're you're shooting with your you're looking down at the ground. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, or just cheer. Yeah, just cheer. Yep. Just, so that's another thing that just we do. Be in there, just we'll, cheering. We'll have practices where we just I have the fucking TV up loud with music and everyone's yelling and screaming and they get that competition vibe. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's hard to hear mm-hmm. and you know everyone's in there yelling and screaming. It's hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and that's the, it's always hot in my gym. Yeah. Always hot. Yeah. yeah. But just being there, being around everybody, even yep. if you just sit there and just watch, like, that, yep. that matters. It does. And and that and that's how, that goes a long way to building, like, that, like, that culture at the gym, that mm-hmm. camaraderie, right? Yep. Where even if you don't feel like it, if you don't, if you lose, so what? You're still cheering on your exactly. friend. Like, I know you don't feel good right now, but let's cheer on our teammate. Yep. Like, let's it, be supportive. We're, we're a team. Yeah. We're, the team is more important than our individual goals. Yeah. And they do something which is super – I'm not I'm, – I'm trying to get better, and this is something I'm, I'm thinking about because whenever I, I competed at Nogi Worlds this year, I flew down just on the day. Mm-hmm. I was trying to make it as cheap as possible, yeah, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's expensive. It can be really expensive. Fuck yeah. So what I ended up doing to make it – cheaper was i just i flew there and back on the same day just oh, using points yeah so i, I kind of was like all right well at least this way i um i can still sleep in my bed i'm not off my schedule mm. it was it was just like a it's like it, i think i woke up see i try to be too comfortable some of that yeah. some of that well I don't, I don't like to i feel like when you get off your routine they can fuck things up see i'm an army guy yeah i don't give a shit about routine yeah, see, it doesn't matter I'm me. different. I'm very regimented. I don't, it doesn't matter to me. I'm very regimented. Like, I can travel in different things, but one, I've noticed if I travel, it does throw off my digestion, mm-hmm. and it just, I don't know, man. So either way, that's, either way, this was just my mindset. I was trying to just make it as not, I, I didn't want to go out of my routine as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And, well, and the biggest thing was I didn't want to have to spend money I didn't want to spend. I don't like Dallas, first of all. Dallas is not my yeah. jam. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to fucking it's hang different. out. I don't want to hang out in Dallas, and then I don't want to spend all this money on a hotel and food and just all this shit. I'm like, well, I can just fly down on points and compete and then fly back. And that's what I did, and it worked out. 
But because of that, um, like at that time, I was training a lot with the Daisy Fresh guys, getting ready for yep. this. But like, I missed all of the the hanging out and the camaraderie mm-hmm. prior, like the three days prior, because I competed on the last day. Yeah, I missed like the three days prior where I could have just like hung out and just been there and yep. just like been a part of the team. Yep. And like, that's that's important. Like that matters. I think so. I think about that. Like, man, I should have just went down early yeah. and just sucked it up and just got the full experience and been a part of the team. And like that shit matters. It does. It matters a lot. Goes a long way. Yeah. Because it's not just about you. It's about nope. on those days whenever you're not competing, you can go support the and other people. You carry that with you into your matches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're looking at buying a like a a bus. So just we, drive everybody. Just drive everybody all together. We're all chip in gas and go. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, that's what we're looking at doing. So, shit. Yeah, convert some of it. Yeah, man. I'm just, I'm just, we're, we're sleeping that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Cause it, man, it's a lifestyle, bro. You know this. Any, any combat sport, if you're gonna get into it and you want to win, it's a lifestyle. You can't All just, in. you can't, you can't half-ass it. It's a slow grind. Yeah, building a team. What you're trying take, to do, man. It takes so much time. And uh, dude, the first like I don't know five six months, I was so just like I fucking, this was a mistake. Mistake, dude. There'd be classes I'd have one or two people, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" Mm-hmm. Like, this is this is bad. I mean, in my my thought process was, "There's nothing here in Rolla, you know. There's nothing from here to St. Louis, and there's nothing from me to Fort Leonard, which is 30 miles. Then from there, it's nothing all the way down to Springfield. So I'm like, people are gonna come, and for the first couple months, nobody showed up, mm-hmm. nobody. And then I think. uh I went to Nogi Pans and won Nogi Pans, and that was a big deal. I had like 10, 15 people come in after that. And then we went to our first tournament, and I took four or five, uh, and we everyone medaled. We took all the gold medals, and uh, we took third as a team. And then that next day, man, I had like 30 people. Oh, nice. Just walked in. I was like, what the hell? Because those 15 brought somebody. Yeah, because yeah, they, you know, they, they, you know, social media. All of them like, oh, man, I want gold, dude. Blah, 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 over at Honey Badger, and then people just started walking in. It's just a like, slow oh, grind. Thank God. Yeah. yeah. I was, well, because I didn't want to, because we put a lot of money in the, into the gym, a lot, and uh, I just didn't want to, like, waste that money mm. that I could have used for my family yeah. on this gym. So I, I always remember the story that I, I heard on this business podcast in relation to marketing, mm. and in general, what what they found with marketing when you run an ad campaign you have to run it for at least 90 days. Yeah. And, so it's, and it's not until that 90-day mark that you actually start seeing success. Mm. So up until that 90-day mark from day one to 89, it looks like everything you're doing is just wasting. Yeah. It's just wasted. It's for nothing. Yeah. So I think that principle, though, applies to anything when you're just talking about building something or, or gaining awareness. So it's like let's just say you started. Nobody knew about you. It's gonna take ninety days yeah. until people start fig- start getting comfortable and start thinking. It's like they gotta see you constantly. They gotta see you. It's like oh that thing there, or it's got, and then or maybe it takes a while to get <laughs> on the peripheral, and then they wait and then they judge. But around that three month mark, that's when people start feeling comfortable, kind of cross that bridge. Yeah. Well, and and a lot of people are scared to walk in. Mm, that's a, a big one. That's a big and one. people will walk in and watch a class and leave. They just they just leave. Oh yeah, they don't come back. Mm-hmm. It's 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 not for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's hard work, man. That's the that's the thing. Like everybody wants everything so easy, and and I tell I tell people this. I'm like, anything, any sport that you play is hard. Like being on a beer league isn't hard, but if you want to go to college or a place even semi pro, 
like you got to bust your ass mm-hmm. and how many people like get to that point even how many people can even just go to college to play a sport like people don't they, they think about oh yeah man baseball you know one out of every thousand people might make it to college right well they don't think about that with jujitsu or mma everyone's like oh man anybody can do this like bro throwing a punch is hard mm-hmm. it's not as easy as everyone thinks it is there's a lot of shit to it and even just moving correctly in a stand-up stance is hard yeah because and especially it, it, kids it's easier because they've only been walking for well, we'll say an eight-year-old right so eight-year-old's only been walking for like seven years right but if like a 30 year old comes into the gym and wants to learn Muay Thai, you've been walking for 29 years. Now I got to teach you how to walk all over again, but differently. Yeah. So your muscle memory is telling you to do what you've been doing for 29 years, but you got to do it this way. Yeah. You say you've had a lot longer to develop patterns. Yeah, exactly. It's all muscle memory. All right. So people are used to walking one foot in front of the other. All right. But if you want to, you want to strike and move, you can't move one foot in front of the other. You're going you're gonna to cross your feet and, and mm-hmm. get knocked over. So right. you got to teach them to move a certain way. And they get so frustrated and so mad about it. And and I always have to tell them, hey, how long did it take you to learn bi- learn how to ride a bike? Did you just get on there and r- ride a bike? Right. Well, no. Well, this is the same thing, man. Yeah. Like, you're not going to learn it in, in, in two minutes. It's going to take some time. Like, it's And you have to put in the time. Yes, yeah, the process of learning. Exactly. It takes time. And the older you are, the harder that is to learn. Because it's that, what, you can't teach an old dog a new trick? Same shit. Well, yeah, you're learning new movement patterns. Yeah, everything. Yeah. Everything. Keeping your hands up. Yeah. Keeping your elbows tucked in. And then some people some people are better athletes than others. Yes. So they just naturally – that was one of the things I did notice the most with teaching kids is that some kids will just naturally just pick up mm-hmm. shit. You see this with adults too, but they'll just naturally know they'll, – they'll know how to move their body yeah, better. Or they can watch it and do it. Yeah, they'll just have a better um, understanding and sense of their body in relation to space and yep. how to move. And some kids – it's fucking tough. I have a guy in my gym that teaches kids classes because I can't do it. It's tough. It's I just don't have the patience. It really helped me learn jujitsu, teaching so kids. Teaching at all is great for jujitsu. Teaching at all. It makes you so much better because you think about what you're doing because you're explaining it while you're doing it. So it's like you're like, wait a minute, that's not right. I got to fix this shit. I'm not tight enough here. Mm-hmm. So it makes your jujitsu better. I've right. noticed that. Yeah, or you know, at least you sometimes you do things unconsciously. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You're like, why do I do that? Oh, I do. I do this. I didn't realize I do yep. this. Or yeah. Yep. For sure. Same thing when you're teaching. You're it's something you do all the time. You forget to mention it mm-hmm. when you're teaching, and nobody's getting it right. And you're like, why the fuck are they not? Shit. Yeah, I missed I that bring point. everybody back. Be yeah. like, hey, my bad. It's, yeah, and that's just a process. I've been doing too. this for so long, I just do it. I don't mm-hmm. think about it. So. And teaching is a process too. Oh man, it yeah. is. I mean, and so that's another thing. Like, uh, one of the, I got, I got a guy that just got his purple belt, and I got another one getting ready to get his purple belt, and they have to teach before they can get their purple belt. I make them teach. They have to teach. Okay. Yeah. So, what do you want them to teach? The well, so like the white to blue belt shit. Mm-hmm. I make them teach that to another white belt. Yep. Yep, because they're a blue belt already. Uh huh. So they need to be able to articulate that and teach that to someone. Yeah. Before they can get their purple belt. So that way they have a full understanding yes. of the blue belt test. Yes. So f- so first you have to learn it and be able to do it, and then once you're a blue belt, you want them to be able to also pass that along. Yes. Yeah. So yep. you're reinforcing it. Yep. Okay. Yep. I can see so that. They have to teach in order to get their purple belt. All right on. Yep. Yeah, I think that most people usually. Especially in a in a good gym, I think most people are usually pretty happy to start sharing and, yeah. and teaching and but helping the problem is their other people. We got to be careful with who's sharing what. 
Yes, you do. So you're kind of focusing them on the things that you should share. Yes. And when you should and, share and it. They should already know this. So like if I, I want to make sure that what's being taught is not only what I was taught, yeah. but it's the right way to teach it. It's not just some white belt trying to yeah, teach another so, white belt. We're yeah, both figuring or it out. Or it's not my blue belt watched some move on YouTube that he really doesn't understand, but he thinks he does because yeah. he's, he's using it against the white belts and, and it's yeah. working. Yeah. It's like, hey, don't teach that shit. Exactly. You can only teach this shit. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. That you that you've already been taught that you know it works, right? So you're gonna teach this right here, step by step, the way you had to test for it. Mm-hmm. So that way, right, everything you're teaching is correct, but you're also learning how to teach. Right, you're kind of keeping the constraints on there, exactly. but still developing, but giving them freedom. Right. Yep. Yeah, you know, it's not a bad way to go mm-hmm. at all. I mean, shit, it, it sounds like a great way to develop everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping so. <laughs> I'm hoping so. Mike's going to hear this and be like, what the fuck are you doing? Dude, do what you got to do, yeah. man. Like, you're, you're a black belt, bro. No, I'm not. Yes, I'm you fucking are. brown belt. I am a brown belt. I'd hand it to you. I am still a brown You've belt. You've been doing it long enough. It's all it's yeah. all arbitrary. Nah. I'd like to win worlds at brown. You won world at, worlds at brown. I won nogi pans. Oh, you but won now, nogi so, pans at world, which is also a world level well, ch- tournament. That year, that year, there was no nogi worlds. Those are the only those yeah. the only national it's tournament that there was. Champion. Woo! To a degree, shit. <laughs> yeah, well, Fuck yeah. yeah, man. Fuck it. I don't see why not. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I beat the number one ranked guy in the world. It was a big tournament. Mm-hmm. It was it was the tournament at the time. So yeah, it counts. That guy got his black belt. It's funny, I've I've not to toot my own horn, but I've beaten several you're, several brown belts in the last two years that are yeah. all black belts now. You're a black belt. It's just at this point it's just Time. Just, just getting it's just yeah. having it physically on and you then, in your hands I mean, there's I'm, a lot of different ways to look at it it's not like you have to place a whole lot of emphasis on it but I'm just saying as a black belt you're a black belt I appreciate I'm that I'm in no hurry to get it I'm when I get it I, get, I know I'm going to get it yeah I'm so sure I'm, in, you know, I'm in no hurry right now like, yeah, it'll happen it's just yeah. what, is what it is yeah. it is funny though when people come in the gym they're like what belt are you in yeah. Brown belt. Oh. Yeah. I, but I don't. Hold up. <laughs> yeah. But I don't. I also don't have any any issues just saying my fucking opinion. Oh yeah. Agree or not? Like yeah. I'm gonna tell you what I think exactly. you are. And that's why we're good friends. Yeah. Because I don't give a fuck. So. Yeah. Honey Because I I feel like I I think that's um. Almost like a negative thing in jujitsu where, you take it however you want, but I think that in jujitsu, so many people. Because you hear constantly, like, don't do it for the belt, don't do it for the belt. Yeah. And that's okay. Don't do it for the belt. Like, don't have that be your sole focus while you're doing this thing because that would be super discouraging. Yes. And it's yes. and it's, it, and it's all relative, too, because you're kind of at the discretion of your instructor and your school and the system and, and all these different things. Journey. You're on your own yeah. journey. You know, you can't compare yourself to somebody else. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, it's like when somebody tells you that you are something or even when your instructor promotes you, so many people would be like, oh, man, am I really this? They'll yeah. question it. They'll be like, oh, I'm not this. I'm not this. Even when somebody even tells you that yeah. you are this, they'll be like, oh, I'm not that. Or, man, I'm not really ready for this. It's like this. It's it's it's. It's it's kind of being like humble, but too much so. Yeah. It's you know what I mean. It's yeah. just it's just too much. It's like, hey man, just take yeah. it for what it is. Man, I it remember, is what I, it is. remember when I was salty about how long it took me to get my blue belt. I was yeah. So salty. Yeah. I just being impatient. I was crushing. You went through a lot of all systems. All kinds of people. Remember, I was crushing. People. When you had been training for a long time yeah. at that point, kind yeah. of been at a couple different places. Yeah, I was. Yeah, which sucked. Had to restart. Yeah, I essentially. did. I did, and uh, I remember right before I got my blue belt, um, I had won another like tournament and uh it was a purple belt tournament and mike's like 
hey, if you win the in-house tournament, I'll give you a blue belt. I was like, Mike, I've won it three times. Yeah. He's like, well, fucking win it again. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, like, in that scenario, you're a blue belt. God, man. I like, those in-house tournaments, man, were always so much fun. Yeah. So much fun. Now it's cool to take my guys to the in-house tournaments. Yeah, those I always yeah. did in-house tournaments, yeah. like, as a white belt and, and blue belt. Bro, they're, they're harder than any tournament I've ever been in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, whenever I got my blue belt, it was after winning an in-house tournament, but everybody, I beat, um, I beat two really good white belts, and I also beat a blue belt, yeah. and I submitted everybody. So it was like, yeah. I mean, shit, dude. Yeah, it was a pretty good competition. Yeah, oh man, I miss, I do miss those days. The, the old big gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was you, me, Kurt, Slattery. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh man, we just beat the shit out. A lot of hard Jake scoring. Roberts. Yeah. yeah, Jake Roberts there. Yeah. I mean, Lance Benoist was fine yep, at that Lance, time. Yeah. Lance House was fine at that time. Yep. Andrew Sanchez was there. Yep. A lot of good people, man. Yeah. We had a lot of good people come in and out of there just stopping by. Yep. Um, fuck EJ. <clears throat> Dude, yeah, fuck EJ. Yeah. I remember yeah. one time Corey Anderson stopped in yep. there. Oh, yeah. Um, Caveman Rickles came in, and I fucking... Did he yeah, come I, in there? I don't think dude, I trained he came in. And he came in... Uh, he had a fight coming up and came in, and I, okay. I took him down a couple times. Really? I was like, what the fuck? I don't think I met him yeah, when he came crazy. in. He's a super um, nice guy. I got the, I rolled with Zach Cummings when he stopped oh, in. Oh, yeah, yep, um, yep. I rolled with Zach and uh, um, what's his name? Johnson from when they were at Springfield Fight Club. Anthony Johnson? No, no. No, I'm sorry, not the Anthony Johnson. Or... Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson. I'm sorry, yeah, Michael. I rolled with them when they were at Springfield Fight Club. I sparred with Michael. He came up one time at yep. the small, the very first. I don't think you ever probably went. Through I wasn't the, at the first. The one. very first yep. location, the one room. I sparred with Michael one time. Um, and then, yeah, dude, I, Jake Hecht. Whenever he was in yep. the UFC, so, it was like, crazy. I mean, I, I think we already said Jake Collier. Um, yep, Jake Collier. Just so many people just would stop by that place, especially yep. on a Sunday. It was yep. just kind of like oh yeah, Sundays were the fucking yeah, shit. you know, just a spar just day. You, just, you never knew who was gonna stop in. Yep, and he just beat the shit. Out of yeah, dude, that was a time. That was a time, bro. Yeah. Sometimes those things will pop up Man. on on the timeline. Yep. I'm like, dang, dude, I trained with that person and yep. that person and that person, and it's a small community. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. I wish I'd have been in a better place in my life then. Same. Oh, God, man. No telling what could happen. It is what it is. I'm happy now. So Yeah. yeah I'm happy. Got a good family. My wife keeps me in line. Yeah. yeah. She's super supportive with the gym and everything. Yeah, she trains. So. When did you get into into the sport? 2008. 2000. Like, how yeah. old were you? Oh, like, you got into it, like, a little bit I later. I was in my 30s. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, you're on that Randy Couture path. Yep. 100%. Yeah, dude. Yeah, because I'm 44. Yeah. And still, you look like you're 24. Yeah. Dude, I went to Vegas, um, uh, Gee Worlds, and then I also did Jiu-Jitsu Con. Oh, did you? So both? I did the 20-year-old bracket, and it was it was funny because yeah, you did adult. Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm standing there in the bullpen, and all these cats like high-fiving each other, and what's up, dude, and fist bumping and shit, and I'm just kind of standing there because I don't know any of these cats, and they're all kind of like glancing back at me, and uh, the one guy's like, "Hey, man, what what bracket are you in?" I'm like, "I'm in your bracket," and he's like. Oh, okay, I'm so-and-so. I don't think I've seen you on the circuit. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's because I'm old enough to be your dad. Yeah. And they were like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what are you doing here? I was like, I can't find a match anywhere yeah. in my age group, so here I am. Yeah, dude. Well, it's it's kind of one of those things that's arguable, right? But in, in general, at least from a black belt perspective, I think the adult division is just kind of viewed as the elite division. Yeah. But I'm yeah, shit. I just I want to compete. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you kind of get better competition. But those, those all fucking. Kids. I mean, it goes up to 29, and you do see you do see some masters people come down to yep. 
adult. And here's the thing: when you, I guess, if you are specifically talking black belts, it's kind of arguable and debatable whether or not adult is better than master yeah. one. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I agree. Because masters is savage, especially at the black belt. Yep. Gi's perspective, no gi is kind of is pretty hands down. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's all in the adult it's, division. It's supposedly a young man's game. I don't give a fuck. I don't feel my age. Yeah. So I'm going to keep going. Well, you know, you're talking like, you know, the leg game isn't as dangerous if, well, one, you're not being a, a dick and leading with ego and like really trying to hurt yep. somebody. But the more you you train it and you understand it, it's not as dangerous not. as you think. People tap often, like t- tap too early. Like they're not really in danger and they think that they oh, are. Yeah. Um, I think we're getting better at it where you're seeing less people doing as much twisting and yes. rolling and stuff. And now we have better understanding and you have more control yep. and you start applying better braking yep. mechan- you know, mechanics. So that way it's not this out of control, crazy thing. And most oftentimes if you're going to get hurt, it's usually because again, lack of understanding and you hurt yourself yes. defending the wrong and, way. And now like, so my big thing with my guys, cause I teach all my guys leg locks from white belt up. Yeah, started so, early. Yeah, because and, and people will come in. So our, our, my guys, because I got a lot of army guys, a lot of yeah. college kids. So they, you know, go home to visit or whatever, and they go to other gyms, and people, they get in trouble. Now you're teaching heel hooks from the stuff, not just straight ankles? Everything. Heel hooks, toe holes, knee bars, all of it. And you want them to start using it as early as they, possible? W- we do. When we have live rolls at, at the gym, we use them. Yeah. But none of my, all my guys understand the mechanics because I, I don't just teach them to move. I under, I show them at what point it's all right from here on it's too far mm-hmm. you're gonna break some shit yeah all right and we go over the braking mechanics and we go over the, the proper way to hold it so my guys will get in into a heel hook and we'll start to defend it and instead of being a, a macho dick we let go and transition to the next leg lock yeah so my guys already are ready to go to the next movement when somebody can get out of their leg lock mm. so that way they're not holding on because you see that too especially um at, at the higher levels, people will hold on to a leg lock for too long and then give up a position because they're holding that leg lock. Mm-hmm. And so once the knee, you know, once the knee gets past that, that, uh, that center line, it, the leg lock's gone. Right. But people will hold it instead yeah. of transitioning to the next move. So all my guys are already transitioning to two, three and four different leg locks. Yeah. That's really good. Cause that's, that's when you start getting more advanced, right? Cause yes. yeah, you'll see a lot of, of, of guys, especially early in their career where they'll try to, Instead of again transitioning to that next thing, once they've lost something, they'll try to force it, yep. or they'll try to they'll keep attacking something that they don't have, or they'll hold something that yes. they don't have, or they'll try to just like finish a submission just because they want to get the finish. Yep. I want to get that finish, yep. and it's like fuck, dude. Now, like, but you don't have the you don't have it anymore. You got to recognize exactly. it and, and bail and go on to the next thing, and so that well, can lead to injury. When I teach. I'll teach them, for instance, um, I call it the attack position. So we get in a position where you can go armbar, triangle, or on plata, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Where it depends on you. You you let me go wherever you want. I'm going to attack one of those three. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, once they get to this point with the elbow, that's gone. you got to transition to this. Mm-hmm. Once they get that here, so they know at what point right. that submission is going to fail and yeah. to move on to the next one. Right. So that's part of our classes. That's good to have that understanding. Yeah. I, I think so. So yeah. that's why I, I implemented that with it. Because, I, I, again, you don't want people holding on to shit and then losing them by two points because they gave up a position. Right. Yeah. So all my guys transition to stuff. Yeah. And, and you'll, like, if you come tomorrow, you'll see my wipeouts transitioning to shit. And people are like, what the fuck? How long? Hey, that guy should be in blue belt division. I'm like, He's only been with me a year, man. 
Yeah. But when in the other and like like I was t- saying earlier, my guys would be like, "Oh, I saw this. Hey, can we start learning this coach not taking pass guard?" Yeah. Like you got to do these things first. Keep it simple. Exactly. The fun like the fundamentals exactly. matter, dude. Yep. Yeah, it's like it's boring, but dude, this is yep. what makes you better. You got to do like, these things. Our, like we can't build One of everything. our warm-ups is the the, the Andrew Wilson bus all pass. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. For warm-ups. Yep. I'm like, "We got to pass guard. You guys are great when we get into a position to submit. You guys are great." But you can't get there. So we're going to work on passing guard. We did that for like two months. That's all we did. Pass guard. Pass guard. Right here. Here are four different ways to pass guard. I don't care which one you use. Or use them together. Here. This one starts to fail. Go back to this one. Yeah. Then go back to this one. Back and forth. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, dude. Once you learn to how – I've definitely started leaning more into like securing the position. Yep. Like once you really have that understanding of how to control and secure this position, the fucking submission is so yep. damn easy. You know what I'm saying? And it's like you'll try to throw up the submission, you'll lose it. All right, fuck. Well, that was a bad position. What, what's what, next? What can I? Yeah. Well, yes. what's next? And then as you're trying to figure out how to correct that, it's like, what did I? What can I do different next time, so that way I have better. I have a better yeah. like uh, lockdown on this. Exactly. So they can't yeah. get away. And dude, I'm I'm a fucking honey badger ever since the Lord. I don't give a fuck. Don't care. And I will savage or savagely scatter shit from everyone. I'll learn shit from everyone. Yeah. I don't care. So my jujitsu is like. In a sense, all over the place. Yeah, because it's not Brazilian, it's not Japanese, it's not. American. I don't even like calling Brazilian yeah. jiu-jitsu. I don't anymore. either. You it's can't just, in my gym. It's not it's BJJ. jiu-jitsu. People come in and go, "You do BJJ here? Nope, no, we do jiu-jitsu. We do jiu-jitsu. Like, well, what's the difference? Like, mine's a mixture of it all, and with some catch wrestling and some college wrestling. Yeah, well, America yeah. has its imprint on jiu-jitsu yes. now, especially with the wrestling. Yes. So it's it's jiu-jitsu. Yep. You know, yep. the Brazilian part was added for marketing. Yeah, that's fine, but. Yeah, people are like, hey, we or my my guys used to go, hey, hashtag BJJ. No, don't do that. No, no. jujitsu. We're jujitsu here. Yeah, we just yeah. do jujitsu. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I don't yeah. even like to buy things like for the gym that say BJJ. Really? Yeah, I don't like it. Or if it says BJJ on something, we'll cover it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah, it's just jujitsu, dude. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just me. Honey Badger give no fucks. Gives no fucks. You know, give me that nickname, right? Who? Fucking Mike. Really? Yep. So I'll tell you a story. This is a funny story. So Julius. Back before Julius was a big, big deal. He was just a big deal then. And I was still training with you guys. Julius and I would beat the fuck out of each other. And I was little then, like smaller than I am now. I was, you know, one f- walking around 150, 155, walking. Yeah. So Julius and I were in the gym one day. It was just him and me. And we were doing MMA. And he, Julius was in my guard fucking smacking the shit out of me. And I was smacking the shit out of him. We we're just punching and going at it. And we we're both laughing the whole time. Yeah. But, and we, it was just the two of us. So Mike walks in. And he's watching us, but we didn't know. We're in there, and we went a whole other round. And Mike's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And we're like, "What?" He's like, "He's a fucking two five or what do you do? Like, he's hitting you really hard." I'm like, "I don't give a fuck." And he's <laughs> like, "You're a little honey badger." Yeah, like, yeah no. dude, those things are crazy yeah, yeah, animals, dude. Yeah, I, I was telling Deja about them. I was showing her videos. I'm like, yeah. look, look at this honey badger. Don't give a fuck, fuck, dude. And they're like indestructible. Yeah, and my all my guys love it. They're like, we don't give a. Fuck. No, yeah. we don't. No, it fits <laughs> we you. Don't. It's yeah. a perfect, yeah. That's yeah. a perfect representation of just, yeah. of you. Yeah, and our team, because my whole team's like that. They, don't, they just want to compete and win. And yeah. Hard yeah. And they don't care. You know, we were talking about Daisy Fresh. Everybody thinks that they train really hard there, and they do. They do. They do train hard, but they train hard for jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Coming from an MMA background like you and I have, that's just regular MMA exactly. practice. That's, yeah. It's just people in jiu-jitsu aren't used to that. Mm-hmm. So for jiu-jitsu, yes. So whenever I go up there and train, people are like, oh, this is so hard. I'm like, 
I guess. It's this hard. is all this is all I've yeah, ever known. Exactly. Yes, yes it's hard training, but this is all I've ever known. It's not a shock to us. This is normal training for yes. me. This is how you're yep. supposed to train. So, my guys get the same thing. It's an MMA intensity yep. for jujitsu. That's what sets them apart. Yep. I've I've had my guys go to other gyms when they're going home to travel and get kicked out of the gym. Yeah. Yeah. See, I never thought we trained hard. I didn't either. I always hear it from other people. And now I train even harder than those guys. I I train hard. We train. Like, Like we used to train hard at St. Charles MMA for MMA. Yeah. And that just carries over to everything else. But, like, from a jujitsu perspective, the gym is kind of a lot. uh, It's it's different than ever when we used to be there. Mm -hmm. Where, like, MMA was the, it, it was, it was just a little bit, it's just different. Yeah. Um, now it's, the gym's been around so long. There's a lot of guys who only do jujitsu and they've been there for a long time. So they're, they don't have that same MMA intensity. So there's just kind of like that little bit of a difference. So now on any given day, when you go roll jujitsu there, maybe you get a, a really tough guy, like an MMA guy. Yeah. Cause, cause I'll roll, cause I've done that roll with an MMA guy. I'm like, fuck, dude, you're like, you're like, you know, you're not super technical, but I can't submit you. Mm-hmm. You're, you fight through everything. Yep. You're really tough. You make me work for everything. Mentality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just train hard. It's a hard roll. Yes. And then I'll go with a jujitsu guy and maybe you have better technique, but it's an easier role for me because yes. you just don't have the same intensity. Nope. And, and, and I just, cause I just learned cause whenever I was getting ready for Nogi worlds and worlds, I was taking more trips up to Daisy fresh. So you just kind of get custom yep. again to, to bring in that same intensity into jujitsu. Yeah. So when you get like a jujitsu guy who isn't necessarily competition geared and they're not as hard, yeah. it's like, you're just not you're like, you're not bringing in enough yep. son. You're not bringing I, in I, enough. I feel the same way. If it like, cause I'm always going for a submission. I always want to submit you. I, I, you can feel when people are just pointing guys you can feel it when you're rolling with them at worlds and shit you can just feel it mm-hmm. like all oh, this motherfucker isn't good yeah trying to, trying to slow it down yep. and, yeah 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 you yep. can you can feel the difference but yeah man just being aggressive will go a long way fuck yeah 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 yeah, yeah. you'll you'll break people's will yeah 100 yeah. percent. yeah as you impose your will fuck yeah yeah bro <laughs> dude it applies in so many areas of life and yep. i've heard so many people say it in different sports events and just all like on national television i've heard people say it so many times yep. it just applies because it's a truth yeah. like in life there are truths and that is a truth like you have the ability to impose your Facts. fucking will damn right and it's up to you yeah it starts with you. your mind mm-hmm. And like it's you know it starts with the training that you put in. Yes. Yep. With you and your teammates, you have to win on the mats in your gym before you can win anywhere else. Mm-hmm. You've got to put in the time. You got to put in that that intensity. Mm-hmm. You have to. Or you just can't half-ass it and expect to to do great things. There's no shortcut, dude. No, God, no, no. And like, there's too many people in the world now that think there is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're living in an interesting time. It's a weird time. It's scary. Well, with the whole lockdown and shit, dude, you know, that's why kind of like circling back to the earlier part of the conversation, talking about like living in Rolla and, mm-hmm. and how now I'm appreciating like the Midwest and living here. And like we're talking about like maybe moving out to Winsville. Mm-hmm. It's kind of nice to have the space to be away from some people yeah. because if shit goes a little sideways, it's just nice to have that, that distance where people aren't as close in proximity or there's yeah. not as dense of a population um maybe you can set up some resources like maybe you have a well or yeah. you know just yeah. or food or, s- yeah yep. some chickens and some self-sufficiency like, or you know yeah, especially uh, like here could you defend your house 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You sound crazy like, saying that shit to, to people who reality, want to man. be complacent, but yeah. exactly. It's a reality. It's like it's not being crazy. It's actually being logical. Yeah. Dude, I'm a fucking brown belt in jiu-jitsu. I fought MMA. I've been you know, to combat, and I still, everywhere I go, I have a weapon. Yes. I don't go anywhere without a weapon. Ever. Yes. Well, you've seen true evil. Yeah. Experience, you've been blown up. Yeah. Like, you've seen it. You've experienced it. You've felt it. And people you don't lived think it. that kind of evil exists. It's baffling to me. It baffles me. That, we, could, we could talk about that just for two hours. Well, that's what's scary, dude, because we have this illusion of, oh, you hurt my feelings. You oh, made me feel a certain way. But yeah. guess what? There are people who will murder you and not think fucking twice yep. and don't like you because... For whatever reason. Whatever reason. You grew up on this patch of land. Yep. I don't like you. Yep. And it's fucking insane. Or you believe in freedom. Yep. Or equality. Yeah. Now you're... And fuck you. Yeah. Or you're not wearing a mask. Or you are wearing a mask. That's where we're at today. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. It's all, like, it's all the division. That shit fucking... Yeah, oh, man. There's another thing we could talk about. Forever. Like, the media and, the, and both sides of the table, right and left, are dividing. Our mm-hmm. country, and if we're not careful, we're going to lose our country. We're imploding from yes. the inside. So, I I I, I say this a, a lot, man, because I and that's one of the crazy things about owning a gym is sometimes I I get on these little soapboxes. Used to do your rants. Uh, I'm going to go back to those. I am. Well, that's um, therapeutic. So, well, it, it's there. It's not just therapeutic for me though. People would tell me they love it because I would say things that other people were afraid to say mm-hmm. or they couldn't say because of whatever position they were in at work or you know whatever. And I don't, you know, me, I'm going to fucking speak the truth. And to me, like, I don't give a shit where you're from. I don't give a shit what color you are. It, none of that matters to me. As long as you're a respectful human being to me, I'm going to do the same to you. Like, that's the way it should be. Like, if, if you call me at two in the morning, like, bro, I'm broke down. Oh, my, my wife and I, just today and yesterday, we've, we've helped two people in ditches. We, we drove by, saw them in a ditch. We, we stopped and helped them out. And they were like, Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Like 10 people drove by. Well, I'm not that guy. Yeah. I'm going to fucking help you. Like, yeah. Th- there's not enough of that. Just being a good person. Yeah. So I'm going to start my rants again because um, the reason I stopped is my wife and I lived in a house. And then when we moved to Rolla, we couldn't find a house that we wanted. So we lived in an apartment and there was just no way I could do my rants. Cause my kids don't need to hear that shit. Mm-hmm. So uh, we bought a house now. We're getting things moved in and settled. So I'm going to start doing my rants again. Cool. Because shit needs to be said, man. Like, look at this shit with Joe Rogan right now. They're trying to cancel Joe Rogan. It's so interesting <laughs> what's going on with Joe Rogan as as like a fan of Joe Rogan who has actually listened to his yeah. show for, God, probably five or six years now. Like a good while. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, 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 and it's funny because the way it started was it was an attack on Joe Rogan for spreading misinformation surrounding yeah. COVID. Yeah, because of what he, he – the, the his self-care – well, he had well. It started. Yeah, there was kind of that, yeah. and then you know he had um, Dr. Robert Malone and Dr. Peter McCullough yeah. on, who um, both went. They 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 go against the popular narrative. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. So, like that was controversial, and of course, if you're looking at traditional media outlet, outlets, like they're threatened because yep. I mean his audience is massive. You know what I mean? Eleven million people a day. And here's the thing. I like Joe Rogan because it really is an honest conversation. Like, it really is. It's just long-form conversations. Yep. 
and uh, and and you you get opinions, and it's it seems very truthful with good intent, mm-hmm. and you learn a lot. Yeah. Like there's there's true value there, right? So it started as that, and then now you're seeing all these other artists. Like people are mad because okay, what it really boils down to for a lot of artists is just money. They're just like, oh well, I don't, I'm not getting paid what he's getting paid, and it's like, okay, cool. I understand your point, and you do have that right, especially in a capitalist society where it's like, oh well, you're not, you don't feel like you're getting paid fair, then you can take your shit off and go to somewhere else where you feel like you're getting paid. But why try to cancel somebody for doing his own thing? Right. So that's when you start wrapping this other shit up into yeah. it is when it starts getting weird, right? Because now it's evolved to well, now he's racist yeah and i just saw this clip of it was probably uh one he was it was probably 15 or 16 short clips of him saying the word nigger and here's the thing i've listened to a lot of his conversations and i've heard him use that word in a lot of the conversations and this is where things get weird because we're all entitled to our beliefs and we can all some people of the belief is like you just don't say it there's no rhyme or reason you should never say it. And I'm not going to tell you you're wrong for saying, for believing that, if you just feel like people shouldn't say it. But I can say from having listened to his conversation, oftentimes it'll be like, it'll be a situation where it'll be like, he'll be telling a story and it'll be like, and the person said this. Mm-hmm. Or he'll, he'll be speaking about it from, from the position of like, this is just a word. Why can't we say this word? Or it's not like intent... First of all, like, intent matters. So whenever you're looking at that clip, you're taking a lot of those out of context, and you're not really getting the full intent or the message of the conversation. So I don't really get with that. There was one clip, though, where he was making a joke, and I think you just got to take things with a grain of salt in that. Like, all right, I think he would probably agree it was a bad joke, and one, it was really fucking old. But why does, why does this thing have to evolve from he's spreading misinformation to now he's a racist and now we need to cancel him. It's clearly a smear campaign yes. that's evolving and, into and this easiest, other thing. The easiest thing for anyone to do right now, for any any purpose of, of, of misinformation, you don't like somebody, what is it's racism. Right. We've got to use the racism. Card. And the people who are mad don't even listen to his show. Yeah. So that's the, the thing. You don't have any context. No. You're just you just see this little thing, oh I knew it. I knew it. And he was it's like, well dude, I've listened to a lot of hours. Yeah. But a racism, lot of hours. racism isn't the big thing right now. It's been for a couple of years. Like it, it is. That's a whole other topic. Well, it's, yeah, it's definitely one yeah. of those hot topics where um, it's just easy, it's, it's, it's easy to bring up and and then just and make that the, the focus. Yeah, with, and with no no context or or proof. It's right. Just bam. Boom. There it is. There and now we're focused yeah. on it. So how much misinformation is being thrown out there about racism now? Holy shit! It's Dude, everywhere. The, the narrative it's everywhere. is just insane. You know, yeah. it's all about being a victim, which yep. is really crazy. Um, we're just in a weird time, dude, because it's... And it's scary. And, well, and when you overplay it, you down, you down, like, you downplay the real shit that yes. really is happening. Yes. Like, you, you're fucking it all up. Yep. So the things that do need attention aren't getting it because all this other bullshit that's just being thrown in the mix is right. taking all the attention. Right. Uh, and social media is a huge... You know, it's a huge platform. Everyone has a voice, whether it's legitimate or not. Everyone has a fucking voice. Yeah, and that's that's horrible. And like, and you see this all the time. Fucking, we we have more access to information than we've ever had in our entire fucking lives mm-hmm. in the history of mankind, and we're dumber than we've ever been. We no one looks shit up. We just we well, hear it, it and like, oh, fuck that guy's a piece of shit. Yeah. Why? Or get political here. How many people hated Trump but couldn't give you a reason why? 
Yeah, it was an emotional thing yeah. for a lot of people. Right. And I'm like, and, and I'm like, you're entitled to your opinion. Cool. I, I just want to have a conversation. Like, why do you hate him so much? Give me a reason. He's, not, he's just an asshole. But, but why? Oh, he's just an asshole. I don't like him. It doesn't make any sense. Like, there, there should be a reason why you don't like someone or why you don't like what they're doing. Right. There should be a reason, not just because you heard someone else fucking say it. Yeah. Were you there? Like, did you see them do that? Like, are, are, is, are they making bad decisions for the country? Yeah. And same thing with Biden right now. Same well, shit. The, well, you know? the thing is, we're all divided over these people, but it's like pro wrestling up there. Fuck yeah. They're all fucking on the same team yeah. and they're all fucking us all over. All they give a shit about is their pockets. That's it. They're not taking care of the American people. Mm-mm. And that, that to me is scary. You know, I spent a long time defending the freedoms of this, you know, this country. My wife and most of my friends, same thing. You know, gave up years of our lives. You know, friends we'll never have back. You know, moments we'll never have back. Um, and then people just discard it. Just throw it away. Yeah, the way we treat our veterans... It's not even that. It's the way we treat all of us. All people. All people. But I'm speaking specifically to the, the people like you who've given so much. And countless wars or just people come back and then... We're not the same. You, well, we don't we don't take care of them. No. At all, dude. The no. VA system is fucking <laughs> insane. <laughs> how many conversations did you and I used to have about all how the bad time. the VA treated All the time, us? dude. Oh, my God. All the fucking time. Yeah. And, it's, and it's so well known, dude. And, and it's nobody just, cares. And it's just old politicians sending young men to fight wars for themselves. And it's usually, unfortunately, in hindsight, we usually find out that it was really for a different reason than what we were told. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, like, but then there's also a lot of things that happen over there that the American public don't understand or right. have never seen. So it's 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 always nuanced, right? So, because there is that too, so right? When we were over in Iraq and Afghanistan, we would see like evil shit evil that needed shit we were so, that we needed to be there for. We needed to help these people, like no doubt in my mind. There are people in that in that, those countries, that region of the world, that needed our help, that still need our help. Yeah, um, it's even like in. in People don't see that. They just like, oh, we're losing, and and it sucks. Don't yeah. get me wrong. It, it sucks losing, you know, Americans. Um, but at the same time, like we have a responsibility, being who we are, to 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 help the world. Well, sometimes the question is like, what do you say to the people who are like, well, do we? Like, are we really the world's police? Like, they don't want our help. Do we need our like? All right, we tried. They but, clearly don't so, want it. Been, I see what you're saying. They've there. been at war so long yes, over but, there. What so, are we going to do? So here's the way you, people need to look at it. All right, and so th- this is one of the problems I have with uh, with people stamping out history. We have to learn from history. All right. So Hitler and Germany. Right. We had World War One, World War Two. Right. Why did we have two world wars with Germany? Because we let them do what they wanted. We sat back and was like. It has nothing to do with us. Let's just, they need to police themselves. And then it got to a point where if we didn't step in, Germany was going to take over the fucking world. Yeah. So we had to step in. We like, are a world economy. Yes. We're a world we, community. We had to step in at that point. Like there was no other option. We had to step in. Um, so if we let the Middle East do whatever the hell they want, it's not going to just stay there. It will spread. They're, they're going to take over more places. They're going to, travel down you know into africa and yeah and then it's and that then conquerors it, mentality yes man. and then it's a problem because when, when when it comes down to it it it's about money it's about power and it's about they really think that we're evil fucking people they think that the west is just 
evil. They fucking hate us. Mm-hmm. Even the people that are over there, not all of them, but some of the people that are over there being oppressed, they still hate us because that's what they've been taught their whole life. It's that we're evil. It's a belief. Yes. So if we don't step in and be like, yo, you need, you need to fucking back up. It's just going to get worse and worse to a, where it comes to a point where we have to do something. And then by that point, like in, in, I mean, we're the greatest army in the world, bro. They, they are not fucking busters. They can fight. Yes. They can fucking fight. So well, if they've we been allow fighting for them, thousands of years, yeah. they so are if, a warrior if, culture. If, if we allow them to get too big, what are we going to do? Hard people over exactly. there, dude. Yes. Hard, yes. hard people. Hell yeah. So we, dude, the we, Persians took over. Yeah. The world, the Ottoman Empire, like there's a lot of empires that yeah. were birthed out of that region of mm-hmm. the world. So we, we do have a responsibility to take care of the world. We, we do. If we want to live in this world and be peaceful or as peaceful as we can be. Well, I'd rather be the winner. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, but see now, there's a whole other thing. Like the way we went over there and went about it, the first like three months we were over there, I'm not going to get into specifics, but the first three months we were over there, we Nobody was messing with us. We went over there and did what we needed to do. And then the media showed up. And then some of the, the We had conversations yeah. about this. Did you yeah. start putting fucking, you know, rules of engagement on people yes. and tying people's hands? And there should hands. be some rules. I agree because we don't need to be over there just massacring right, anyone. Right. But but if if you're going to shoot me, I'm going to shoot back at you. Right. Well, we can't send people over there to 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 kill to people. Yes, yeah. I and, agree. And, and tell you no, no you can't. Yeah, I agree. But Sometimes and sometimes things need to get dirty. They need to get nasty. A, War is not pretty. Not, it's not. It's not pretty. Um, sometimes you got to do what you got to do, and there, there, mm-hmm. that's when things start getting a little. Yeah. Well, we're a little complacent here in the U.S. in that we've not. When, there has not been a war on the soil in quite some time, and we. The problem right now is we're getting close to that. Because of the way our politicians are handling things, the, the military is not the same military it was twenty years ago. Ten no, years, society is society is not the same. Yeah, it's soft in a lot of regards. You know, you know safe spaces and lessening. No, they're lessening standards. Oh, the standards are for warriors. So for you know, warriors, I am a combatives instructor. It's my one of my passions. When I was in the military, you know, I taught it to thousands of soldiers. Right, and I'm not the best combatives instructor in the world by any means. Um, because I, I didn't, I'm not going to say I didn't believe in some of the things, but I thought there were better ways to do some things. Yeah. Um, but so I used to help teach a course for units that were deploying. So they, they would have to come get, uh, evaluated. So they would get like graded on whether or not they were fit for war. Yeah. So they come in and they do all, you know, the battle drills and stuff. And we go out there and, and teach it to them. And then they, you know, they test on it. We evaluate them. Well, combatants was one of those things. And, you know, my combatants class was never easy. It wasn't a give me class. You came in and you, you know, you worked your ass off and then you, you learned things and you had to implement them. Um, we did that for years. Um, and now I'm retired. I'm no longer doing any of that. I had a, one of my buddies message me and he's like, Hey, you know, first sergeant can't tell you this, but he wanted me to tell you and they didn't do any combative training. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? They didn't do any combative training. They're getting ready to deploy. No, they just did a you know hour and a half video that they watched or a fifteen minute video that they watched. I'm like, well, are you fucking serious? Why? Well, the you know commander didn't want anybody to get hurt, so you didn't want them to possibly get hurt during training that could save their life downrange. You're fucking kidding, right? You get them killed. Yeah, that's the mentality. That's that scary. Blows me away. Dude, I'm always so yeah, dude. Like you, you gotta train people. 
for the worst case yes. scenario. Yes. So when I first, when I went in OIF one, like we spent, you know, we're out in Texas in mop level five and sweating our ass off. We had to do combatives in it and we had to, you know, do fucking movement drills and shit and all that because we needed to know. We do, you know, casualty evacs where people they had all the cool shit. People were laying there, blood hanging out. Yeah, you got you got to yeah. be able to ex- have that exposure to mm-hmm. be put under that stress to 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 learn how to relax and calm down and operate in it's, that environment, or at least be effective. Yeah. while all that shit's going on around you, because it's when yeah. shit starts happening, there ain't no timeouts. Dude, I'm always so conflicted because I I, I feel that. Uh, so when it when it comes to our military and it comes to our troops, we want them to have the best resources possible. Yes. And I think that when it comes to like out like the allocation of, of dollars and money, that like they need it's I mean, you, you always see changes, right? Like with the current administration, there's cutbacks, so the military gets less money. Mm-hmm. And it always affects our soldiers directly on the front line, like what gear they can have and what training they're yes. getting and different things. So you should never cut resources there directly on the front lines. Like they need money. They need resources. They need more of that. Mm-hmm. But, this is, but this is where it always gets confusing and complicated when you look at the big picture of – like we start talking like the military, like the military industrial complex and like as a country, how much money mm-hmm. we spend on like the military and war, like as an industry, because what's happening is you say that, well, we need to spend less money on the military and on, on like that whole thing. It's like, yes, that is true as a whole, but what we're, in my mind, what we're really talking about is we need to address the wastage and where the government or certain politicians are using this cloak of the military in war to just steal money and to just waste money. It's like we need to eliminate that and have more transparency and make sure that the money that we do have, more of the money is getting to the right places. So let me tell you about 100% agree. All right, so I think that our funds aren't allocated correctly. Exactly. So (laughs) – we had a course that we would teach in the National Guard when I spent time in the National Guard to where so we didn't have enough money to get, let soldiers go to airborne school or air assault school or Pathfinder or Sapper. We didn't have money for that. But we'd have a three-week fucking course where all the fat bodies showed up. All right, So they were getting kicked out of the military. So to save them from being kicked out of the military, we would put them through this three-week course where they learned how to eat right, they learned how to exercise, and they had to do all. They had to do PT tests, all this shit. They didn't have to pass anything. They didn't have to get a passing score on anything. They just had to make it through the three weeks, mm. and they get a year extension to get back into shape. But here's the kicker: at the end of that year, they can go to the fucking course again and get another year extension. You just rinse and repeat. So you're paying 21 soldiers per course, time paying them money to do this, and then paying all the instructors to. In- to teach it, yeah, but we don't have money for specialty schools, right? So it's just a waste. We're just waste wasting money. money left yeah. and right. Waste the fucking money. And and if you want to talk about probably like money laundering, for sure. Oh yeah, they're high level people. Like they are. like they where get did trouble. all they and, get caught? And like where did all this money just disappear to? Or you? But even outside of that, you'll see where it's like, oh, the IRS just said they spent. They just sent. $100 million of payments out, and now it's just disappeared. Yep. So, and, and where, where did that go? So you just see all this frivolous waste yep. at that level, mm-hmm. and it's like, man, it's like, yes, 
we shouldn't be wasting all that. We need to make sure the allocation is going there. So it's like on surface value, the statements are conflicting, but when you yes. really unpack it, it's like, man, we guess well, there's certain things we need to get rid of that we're spending way too much money on. And there's yeah. certain things that need more money. Yes. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Cause there's some soldiers like I'd went down range when I went to Afghanistan, we didn't have the right gear. We didn't have shit. Yeah. Yeah. When I went to YF one, we had flak vest. We didn't have armor. Yeah. What's the difference? So a flak vest is from like Vietnam. Oh. You could stab through with a knife. Oh, fuck. It ain't no fucking, it's, it's not a, a plate. No. Yeah. No, no. Fuck, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Crazy. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, dude. You were exposed. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. We used to take armor, like uh, iron and shit from wherever we could find it and weld it to our trucks. Really? Yeah, so we'd have armor. Shit, yeah, it was it was it was like Mad Max shit. Dude, it was fucking cool. <laughs> dude, That's why was, you're wild, son of a bitch. It was one of the fucking coolest times of my life. Yeah, man. I bet. Such so the shit that I saw. Yeah. The first, my first deployment. Fuck, dude. I was in country, so we um we fucking drove into Iraq from uh uh Kuwait. I was in Iraq for 19 minutes the first time I got shot at. Fuck, dude. And I got shot at every day by something, mortar round or fucking grenade or something. The rest of the time I was there. Fuck, it was fucking awesome. Dude, that's insane. It was dude. so cool, dude. That's gnarly, dude. And I look back at it, like, now I'm like, what the fuck? And then I volunteered two more times to go. Yeah. Um, But, oh, dude, time, like, time of my life, man. Yeah. And, it, and, I, and it's funny to say this, and people don't get it. I miss that shit. I miss it. You had no, like, life was simple. You went on mission. You fucking got in firefight, so you didn't. And then you just, you ate and did whatever and then you went back on mission no no fucking bullshit no politics no yeah you're not thinking too far down the line nothing everything not just right about you. you're in the moment you have to be have to be in the moment yeah it's fucking it's pretty badass and there's something to be in the moment oh man it which is. is not what you're chasing now right yeah being in the moment oh, with competition yeah. yes that's why i don't i'll never stop competing yeah never yeah jujitsu's like jujitsu saved my life yeah. Oh yeah. I was in a bad place for a long time, and then my mom died, and that that fucked me up real bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, jujitsu, and my wife. My wife keeps me grounded. Yeah. Yeah. She's an amazing woman. She's she spent fuck thirty months down range. Really? Yeah. Wow. She's got to be strong to deal with she your is. ass, bro. Oh, bro. She she puts <laughs> me in my place, man. Yeah, she, she's the boss. No fucking doubt about it. I'm not mad at it, dude. Yeah. yeah I'm not either. I'm I'm. I'm Makes happy. Life simple. Oh, bro, man. She, yeah, she's a firecracker. Yeah, she whooped my ass. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're fucking intense, dude. Yeah. She's <laughs> intense. She's fucking intense. I call her the Thundercat. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny, dude. That's so funny. Yeah, dude. I mean, dude, we've known each other for so long. Um, seeing you today, I remember whenever I first met you was, it was like peripherally, it was at the uh, Cage Shamrock show. I think we were just fighting on a show. Probably. Yeah, and it wasn't even like we met, like, hey, I'm Adam, hey, I'm Jason, yeah. but it was just like, all right, I see you. Um, just kind of exposed, and then I think I, I probably came across you a couple more times at different cage fighting shows, yeah. cage championship shows. Yeah, I fought a lot for cage champs. Yeah, yeah, so I just kind of see you there, and then eventually you were just like at the gym. Yeah. And, uh, dude, I mean, that's been a decade ago. Yeah. It's <laughs> fucking crazy. Uh, Where'd the time go? Dude, we're old we're old guys in no, the space now, dude. Fuck that shit. In the space, bro. Nah. Oh jeez. Nope. 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 I'm a young Don't pup ever still. call you an old guy. I'm a young pup, man. Yeah. Fuck dude. Well, I feel a, like it. Well, there's a whole lot more that you don't know than you do know. Yeah. But as I'm just saying, as um 
having been in the space for quite some time now, you know, and you're teaching and you're yeah. imparting your wisdom on people, it's like, man, you got a lot of experience and wisdom yeah. and, and knowledge. And, you know, there's something to that. And, like, that's a good thing, too. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. you're not a novice. No, no, I'm not. No. Dude. I wish I was, man. I wish I was a white belt again. Fuck, it'd be so much fun. You got to keep that mentality, oh, right? It'd be so much fun. No, I mean, competition. Oh, man. To know now. You know, know then when I know now. Yeah. Well, that's always the it's thing, so right? It's so much more fun. Hindsight 2020. It's so much more fun. Yeah. You're probably, do you get nervous when you compete? Not oh, yeah. Since, yeah, you still get yeah. the nerves, mm-hmm. even with everything you've I, gone I, through. It's more like I, I don't want to let people down, mm-hmm. you know? And now it's really bad when you own a gym. And I, so in a way, I understand why people that own gyms don't want to fight people that own gyms because they don't want to lose to someone else that owns a gym. But yeah, like now I feel like I, I want to do well. Um, for my athletes, like my guys, you know, so like I never make them do anything. I don't, I won't do with them. Yeah. Yeah. If they're running, I'm running, you know, if we're doing burpees, I'm doing it with them. At what point do you think you might ever step back? I won't. You're just going to do it until you can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I fucking love it. It's me, man. Dude. Well, we've been going for an hour and a half, dude. No shit. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Um, it's awesome. Tell the people how they can check you out. Yeah. Like, uh, is there anything you want to direct, you know, fucking address the people to? Uh, man, just uh, if you want to fucking get on a combat submission invitational match, just hit up the combat submission invitational page or hit me up on Facebook. Um, it won't get you a match. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. I can't. I can't wait to see like how that evolves and grows. It's gonna be crazy. We're, we're looking at doing pay per views and shit. Yeah. So, yeah. This is just the beginning. Second match. Yeah. Sec- like this, second show. Or, yeah, yeah. Second show rather. Like mm-hmm. this is just. Like the 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 very yeah. beginning of something special. The venue is doubled in size. Exactly. Yeah. Like you just you're just on the path now. Yeah. This is exciting shit, yeah. dude. I'm so glad we were able to finally fucking do this, dude. Right? We've been talking about this yeah. for so long. Fuck yeah, dude. That's awesome. Dude. I'm, I'm happy for you, man. I am. It's it's awesome. I've seen this when you first started doing this shit. Fucking years ago. I was yeah. Like, yeah. Times pass. I just do the same. I just take the same mentality from fighting mm. and just put it into other stuff. You're always doing something, man. Always doing like the the fucking the what is that hard oh 75 yeah oh. yeah you used to do the shit out of that just i'd chal- see your i'd see your fucking videos like every day I'm just like, challenges this, this just, guy man always just, just, i love yeah. it you just can't be complacent no man and, and and it's so cool it's all us older motherfuckers that are doing stuff like this yeah always always trying to get better always trying to make things better yeah it's cool well mma competition was just such a short period there's yeah. there's life is long. There's still a whole lot more things to See, do. I'm still gonna fight. A lot more challenges. <laughs> yeah, but now you're just doing it in a different way. Yeah, yeah. I'm an idiot. Yeah, but you're, didn't you say you're taking an MMA fight? Yeah. Did you say that? Yeah. 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 I don't know how I just completely forgot about yeah. that. Like you're still fighting. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm still gonna fight. <laughs> God damn, you're a madman. Just it, love it. it. Keeps me young. I like it. the competition. I like I like the idea of combat, man. Yeah. I'm a instrument of war. I love it. And we need those fucking people, dude. Yeah, the army doesn't think so anymore. Fuck, fuck the army. Fuck them. <laughs> fuck them <laughs> if they can't take a joke. <laughs> uh, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, All right, dude. I appreciate you. Hell yeah. All right, everybody. Bye. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I know I did. I really enjoy sitting down with my brother Jason anytime we get a chance to talk. Um, I really value his perspective. If you guys are getting value out of the show, again, do me a solid. Tell tell a friend. Bring us one friend. Help grow the show. I'll be eternally grateful. Until next time, though, guys, that's all I have for today. We'll be back very soon with another conversation. Keep being rad humans. I'll catch you next time. 
Bye. Mwah.